Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press, and it's been a lot of fun. We, we love this time of year to reflect back on the different athletes, coaches, people who have come through Utah State over the years as they get inducted into the Hall of Fame, and this year is absolutely no different. It's a great crop of players and coaches combined from last year and this year because of COVID. It's a lot more players and people being inducted into the Utah State Athletics Hall of Fame. Some of them certainly notable. We had a chance to talk to Ty Wesley just the other day. We spoke with J.C. Carroll about a month ago and uh, no one better to give us some insight into who these guys are and who they were as, as players and as human beings than their head coach, Stu Morrill. And uh, he joins us now in the Full Court Press. Coach, thanks for your time today. I'm glad to be with you guys. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> we are doing well. So far, so good. good. So, I mean, you've you've been part of this process. It was a, just a few years ago that you got inducted into the Utah State Athletics Hall of Fame. Hearing that JC and Ty are going to be inducted to coming up here real soon, uh, how did that? How did you react to the news when you first heard that they would be Hall of Famers along with you? Well, I, I was not surprised. I was excited for them. It's you know, it's a tremendous honor to be inducted into anybody's Hall of Fame, and certainly where you coached or played, uh, you know, that is that is special. And I just, they, they had such great careers, both of them, that I expected they'd be inducted. J.C., of course, uh, they waited till his pro career was over, which was smart, so that he could be there. I mean, he, uh, you know, he played quite a while ago at Utah State now, and, and it was fortunate to play pro basketball for a long time, and Ty as well. I mean, Ty was playing professionally, and uh, I think they played one year together, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you know, and um, and during their time, I, I was looking at it not long ago, during their time, we went to five NC2A tournaments, uh, so that's a pretty good reflection on on the success we had when they were playing and, and what kind of players they both were. Coach, uh, when I talked to J.C., uh, and actually when we talked to J.C. and when we talked to Ty about you, just the amount of reverence and respect that they have for you as a coach, they talked about you more so off the court than on the court. What does that mean to you to have great players like that have such a reverence and respect in talking about you and the love that they have for you off the court and after their careers, Zaggies? You know, it's good to hear. It's always it's always something that you feel great about when you know when anybody says nice things about any of us, we feel good about it. But uh, certainly, you know, I, I I certainly think I pushed players hard to to be as good as they could be. And you know, I'm not sure I could coach in today's world. It's a, it's a little bit different. Uh, kids, you know, transferring all over the place uh, with with this portal thing and. You know, and not staying very as long as I mean, we we ran a program where we hoped kid was kids would stay their entire career and that we could get them better. And and both of those kids came in and you know were able to stay their entire career and and have great careers. And for them uh, to feel good about it uh, means that uh, that we must have done our job and they did their job and it all worked out. So they join a few other guys that you coached in being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Tony Brown in 2018, Nate Harris the same year you were inducted in 2017, Spencer Nelson. So I mean, there's, I think that speaks a lot to you as a coach too that you were able to coach, well, recruit and then coach these players to eventually become Hall of Famers. That that speaks a lot of volumes to you and your coaching staff and how you develop these these players. 
Well, to have five kids uh, be inducted into Utah State's Hall of Fame during my coaching career uh, does mean a lot to me, but it also means I was there a long time. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, I don't think, uh, you know, there's, I'm trying to remember, I think there was one other coach that stayed longer than that, but 17 years of being able to coach for the Aggies was, you know, was just a, a blessing for me and my family, and and, uh, you know, you have, let's be honest, you have to win basketball games to, to get to stay that long. You got to have good players. And certainly, you know, sometimes I, I would, I remember hearing stuff like, well, you know, you do, you do more with less than some coaches. And, and that was just not true. I, we had really good players and that's reflected by these guys all getting inducted into the hall of fame. You don't win without good players. And I think you need to have good kids too. And, Every one of those guys you mentioned are, are high character people, um, you know, and that was that was the nature of our program. We had a base with some really high character kids that that uh, made us, you know, made us have a chance to be good. Coach, uh, before we get more specifically into JC and Ty, I want to ask you something, uh, and, and don't hang up on me for this one, but you obviously had a lot of success. I know you credit the players, as you so modestly do, but throughout that success, you had to have had offers from other schools. Was there ever an offer that at least made you think about leaving Utah State? You know, I mean, uh, I, I think every coach, uh, when you've stayed somewhere a long time, you know, you ask yourself, uh, you know, if you worn out your welcome, is it is it time to make a change? I always kind of believed coaches should stay five to seven years, and you know, I stayed as a head coach five years at, at Montana and seven years at Colorado State, and that's kind of what what I thought was probably the way to do her. But at Utah State, I just I, I felt comfortable there. I grew up in the state of Utah. I just. Uh, had a lot of friends and family there, and and the longer it went along, the more it became less plausible that I would would leave. There were there were some good things that came up, uh, you know, and and I think sometimes, you know, sometimes the grass looks greener and it's really not. So, I I just felt great to be able to stay there that long. Again, we're talking to a Hall of Famer and uh, winningest coach in USU basketball history, Stu Morrill, talking about the Hall of Fame coming up this weekend. J.C. Carroll, Ty Wesley will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Let's start with J.C., uh, this kid out of Wyoming that uh, the University of Wyoming didn't really pursue that hard. Somehow you stole him out of Evanston, and all of Wyoming <laughs> has been mad at Utah State ever since. How, was, how did that work, getting J.C. to come to your program in Logan? You know, I, I think back and, and remember when he came on his campus visit, uh, you know, in those days, you might sneak a peek, walk through the building, but you were not allowed to sit down and watch a player play and uh, play with your your people. Uh, they could play. They were allowed to play on their visit, and most of them did, but you weren't able to sit there and evaluate them. I remember after they played on his visit, Spencer Nelson came up to my office and said, Coach, that kid is good, and that uh, we thought he was good, but that was just reassurance, you know, from a guy like Spence that hey, this this kid's got a chance to be something special. Uh, I remember sending assistants to evaluate him, and and they would come back and 
you know, say, well, you know, this and this, he's a, he's a little bit this, he's a little bit that. And I remember saying, okay, well, what did he do? Well, he had 40. Uh, I said, well, he, had, he just had 40, huh? You're not sure he can play. Well, let, let me send another assistant over there. And so I, I would send a different one over, and he came back kind of him and hawing about this and that. And the other thing, and I said, well, how many points did he score? And he said, 52 oh my gosh. Uh, and i'm like okay well you know what if a guy gets 52 or 40 in a church league game he's doing something right so and you know jc kind of looked at he would have probably went to wyoming he was a wyoming kid and i think uh, had some real ties there and you know they they just had had him in camp and and didn't made decision not to go there and that happens sometimes we've all made mistakes and certainly that was a mistake but uh you know he he talked to utah and byu and fortunately uh, we were the ones that went the hardest and pursued him the hardest and he ended up in aggie and thank goodness uh thank goodness he did you know went on to break the school's record as an all-time score and just had an unbelievable career and went on to play professionally and uh, just a just a wonderful story from a, for a kid from Evanston, Wyoming, for sure. Coach, what uh, when did it occur to you that this J.C. Carroll was going to be really special? When did, was it a game? Was it a practice? When did it hit you? You know, I think I think we we knew we had a good player. I don't know if we knew we had a great player uh, until you know he just as a freshman he just. Uh, Got better and better in practice, and pretty soon we're like, you know, he he's got a he's got a start. I mean, this this kid's really really good. Um, and you know, I I think back to all the players I coached, and I can't think of a better shooter. Uh, not only pure shooter. I mean, let's face it, he shot close to fifty percent his senior year from three, uh, and that's unheard of. You know, and and just. Not only a great shooter, but the, as quick a release as, as you could ever have. Uh, you know, after he was gone, uh, some of the plays I drew up didn't work near as well because uh, it wasn't JC coming off screens and shooting it in so quickly. And you know, and and I remember his freshman year at the end of uh, the season in in the tournament, uh, and I believe at the time it was a Big West tournament. He. You know, he was MVP of the tournament as a freshman. Well, that's a pretty good indicator that you've got something special, and and uh, he just kept getting better and better year by year. Coach, uh, as as you mentioned, he got better and better every year. That was that was a really special time, which you kind of alluded to earlier. That that was a really special time when when JC was there, Ty was there. You went to a lot of postseason tournaments and had a lot of success the spectrum was was magical I, I mean that was that was such a special time in Utah State athletics history and you were right in the thick of that I and mean, what was that like from your perspective being right in the middle of all of that you know it just uh, Utah State's always been a good basketball school uh, you know, a lot of great coaches and you know it's uh, I grew up in the state of Utah so I I always knew that about Utah State but we kind of had a magical period there where uh, the fans just got better and better. The students were unbelievable. Uh, and, you know, you got to have some success for that to get magnified. And we were fortunate to have some success. But, 
it, it was special. I, you know, I remember my first year, and we weren't very good my first year, but we did beat Utah, who I think was ninth in the country, and um, and, and I never heard a place so loud. I mean, it was an in-state rival game, and Majerus and all that, but uh, you know it, and it just uh, it, it was a good start, and it just got better and better as the, the crowds. Uh, you know, we got to where we were packing the place, and the crowds were loud and made it completely uh, undoable for opponents coming in there to try and deal with all the all, all the nuts nuts are going on. Uh, Riley Wallace once said to me, "It doesn't get any better." Riley Wallace was a coach at Hawaii, and he said. After the game, it doesn't get any better anywhere in the country than here. And uh, when when it was at its best, I th- and when it is at its best, I think that's true. It doesn't doesn't get much better. Coach, I'm going to sidestep quickly. You talked about how great the spectrum was. There is a video that went viral very quickly. I know you don't have Twitter, and by the way, good decision. But uh, <laughs> it went about very quickly of you and, uh, at the time, Dick Hunsaker, who was the interim Utes head coach on December 6th of 2000. You two going at it. Do you remember this game? You know, I, it's funny you bring that up because a couple of uh, my old assistants – you know, texted me a copy of that, <laughs> that it was going around. And I had to chuckle, you know. I mean, when you've been retired for seven years, you look back and, bo- and go, boy, was I an idiot or what? Uh, you know, but during the heat of battle, and especially in an in-state game, um, you know, I, I do remember that incident. Uh, Dick and I have laughed about it a few times. Uh, I, I do Dick pretty well, and, and uh, you know, but, there were two sides to that issue, and I thought my side was right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those were those were wild and crazy times. You know, the in-state games were so important to everybody, fans, players, coaches, and me growing up in the state of Utah. Um, you know, we had a, uh, a pretty good advantage over Utah during my time in Utah State, and and uh, and won our share of in-state games, so it was it was important, and it was it caused a lot of emotion, and I, and I got quite a chuckle out of that recent Twitter thing. Sean Daniels was holding you back. I mean, Sean Daniels, probably the only guy who could ever try and hold you back. You know, Sean, Sean was Sean was great. Uh, he, you know, I, he's a player that could very easily be in the Hall of Fame. Sometimes I think our junior college kids. Uh, don't look, don't get looked at quite at the in the same light as as the four or four or five year guys, and they really should that when they have the kind of impact that Sean Daniels had or Gary Wilkinson for that matter or Jared Quayle. I mean, we had some uh, Card- Cardell Butler. We had some really good players out of out of uh, junior college, and and uh, Sean Daniels was the one. He was on that team that uh, beat Ohio State. Yeah, and, sure was. And yeah, and and really in the NC2As, I think that that was unfortunately the last Aggie win in the NC2A tournament was when we beat Ohio State. But yeah, that uh, he was he was a great player. Coach, I want to switch to talk about Ty Wesley, uh, another one of the inductees. Great career at Utah State, redshirted in uh, 2004, 2005. Went on a mission, came back, and had four solid years with you. Uh, a, a great big man, good footwork. Uh, and I remember there was a, some tournaments and some games where teams thought, we're going to pressure 
the uh, the the inbound ball handler that we're going to take the ball out of the, uh, the the point guard and leave it to the big man to try to bring it up the court. And Ty Wesley just wouldn't bat an eye and could bring it up the court with ease. Um, and certainly did a lot of other things for you too. Just when you look back on his career and how he developed as a player, what what stands out to you and what uh, and ha- that journey that he went on. You know, every every player has a story, and and some of the recruiting stories, like JC uh, JC story, are are special. And to look back on, I first of all, Ty Ty's uh, has a special place in my heart, being from Provo High School, where I where I played and went to went to high school, and I had been trying to get a guy out of there. They generally speaking went to to BYU, and and uh, one of my best friends, Craig Drury was the high school coach at the time and he was trying hard to give me a guy and you know we recruited the heck out of Ty and there were a lot, he was he was pretty much going to go to BYU and some things happened and and uh you know they they kind of messed it up a little bit I won't go into too much detail but he ended up an Aggie and what a great Aggie he was uh you know just uh, you're right though he was he was just a guy that could do do it all. I mean, he, you know, he could pass it. Uh, people would double team him, and that was a mistake because he'd just get his wide open threes with his passing ability. Um, you know, he he could really make the best post moves that that you can see. Now, nobody posts up anymore uh, in college basketball. Hardly anybody. But we uh, that was a big part of our game, and he fit right in. Uh, you know, and and could execute our offense uh, in so many different ways. Bring the ball up the floor. Uh, had a little nasty to him, and you know that to me that's a good thing. I, but I say that in a positive way. He had a little, you know, he'd uh, you know he'd fight you if he had to to try and win the game. And um, I love that about him. He was just both those guys, JC and Ty, were just so competitive and. Um, you know, and and that's what uh, helped them develop so much. Uh, and Ty was another guy; just got better and better. And you know, his uh, three three straight years, sophomore, junior, and senior year, we went to the NC two A tournament and uh, were nationally ranked on all those kind of things. So he just had a great run as an Aggie. Coach Gary Wilkinson was also a duo with Ty Wesley. I know you've had your fair share of great, coaching great big men in your career, but where would you rank that duo of Ty and Gary on the same team? You know, right up there, Gary is like I said, Gary's a JUCO guy uh, that was an MVP of the conference, I think, and uh, out of Salt Lake Community College, and um, you know, got another guy that sure should be considered for the Hall of Fame in my mind. He should be in because he just had such an impact. Um, I think when you look at at uh, Gary and Ty as a combo, you also got to look back at uh, Spencer and Nate. Um, they were those were they hate have to pick between which set of big men you'd want. Uh, you know, Nate and Spencer just played a whole lot together because uh, Nate could you move over and play the five, and Spence played both the four and the three. Um, but uh, Ty and Gary just you know we. We should have won the game versus Marquette in the NCAA tournament when when they were playing together, uh, had a lead with two minutes to go, and a variety of things happened, mainly in, uh, basically an air ball hitting the front of the rim and dropping down, and they laid it up, or I think we'd have won. So, um, you know, that one sticks in my, my craw, as you can tell. But 
I, I look, uh, Gary and Ty are, are still to this day great friends, and a lot of these kids made lifetime friendships. Um, you know, and, and uh, let's be honest, I mean, they probably wouldn't be as good of friends if we hadn't won games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, winning solves a lot of ills, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, when, winning, uh, you know, I. We had a group to get together uh, with a bunch of Montana coaches. We'd all come through the Montana program and and developed as coaches, and we all got together last fall, and I looked around at, you know, Mike Montgomery and a bunch of other guys. They said, you know, if we hadn't won games, we probably wouldn't be doing this today. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you lose, it's, you don't quite develop the same closeness as when you win. So it's... Uh, it's fun, and you don't get to go to the Hall of Fame easily. So it's, it's, all, <laughs> it's all good stuff, that's for sure. Coach, when we had Ty on yesterday, uh, he 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 easily admitted that he was the biggest trash oh, talker. Oh yes, please, Coach, uh, in on that team. But I imagine that uh, you could have challenged him uh, at uh, different times for who who dished it out the most. Uh, but what was that like with him? And uh, and you know, as he talked about it, sometimes it was intentional, trying to loosen guys up, and sometimes, as you've mentioned, he's just a competitive, fiery guy. You know, trash talking is an interesting thing because it's, uh, I mean, you go all, all the way back to Larry Bird was supposed to be the best there ever was. And you, you know, it, it's just uh, something that's, I guess you you got to say it's part of the game if it doesn't get too crazy. Ty got tossed at San Jose uh, in a retaliatory trash talking situation. And, uh, you know, he would... He, he would, uh, whatever the game called for, I guess Ty Wesley would get in the middle of. Uh, he didn't shy away from anything. And, again, that's part of what made him so special is is he could do it all, including trash talking and maybe sometimes a little too much. But uh, the game is, that's just something that's part of the game anymore, I think. Hey, Coach, uh, Ty also brought up uh, when uh, Spencer Nielsen and his squad was getting ready to go play Arizona, you had Ty as Channing Fry, and his job was just to shoot threes all day long, and he said it was the most best practice of his career. In practices, did you let that stuff go? Like, you know what, let him be, let him play, let him talk, uh, or did you try to keep it under control? Oh, I, you know, I, I try to keep that stuff under control. I think there's, you know, kids need to have fun. Practice needs to be competitive and hard but it also needs to be fun so some of the best times were scout squad and uh i think that's what ty was talking about he got to let a bunch of threes fly being being chanting fries we prepared for arizona but um you know we had a we had a lot of laughter in practice at times we had a lot of serious times times when you'd kick the ball into the stands, being frustrated as a coach. Uh, I try not to do that very often. But, you know, it's, it's an emotional uh, journey. I mean, it's uh, you, you just you just take the journey and enjoy it, but it is emotional, and it's all part of the, a part of the process. And, and, Coach, I guess the final question for me, and I think you've alluded to this a number of times already, but five former players now – Hall of Famers, there are likely to be a few others who you coached, but if you were to lobby for any of those guys who aren't yet in the Hall of Fame, who would you lobby for? Oh boy, you know, I I don't have a list of them right here in front of me, so it's, uh, you know, but it all started with the group that beat Ohio State uh, and, uh, you know, went to the NC2A and, and played Connecticut and 
and then the next year went and beat Ohio State. And, you know, uh, Tony Brown's been inducted off of that team, but I would, you know, have to lobby for Sean Daniels off of that team. He was really, really a good player. And out of junior college, like I say, and the, the JC kids are, I would probably have to lobby mostly because uh, we're getting the we're getting the five year guys in, but the JC guys, uh, for whatever reason, uh, haven't been looked at quite as closely. And, and Gary Wilkinson is one of those. Jared Quell's another. Cardell Butler. Uh, you know, I'm leaving leaving somebody out, but uh, the the junior college kids need to be uh, as heavily considered, I think, as because they were so important in a in our success and. But I, you know, you start naming names and you forget somebody. But I, those guys come to mind. Well, coach, uh, you're one of the best to ever do it. Excuse me, you are the best to ever do it here on the sidelines to walk the spectrum. And uh, appreciate all you did for the university. And I know those that uh, Ty and JC are excited to see you this weekend as they as they get honored. Uh, it's uh, to well deserved recognition for them. And I'm sure there's there's going to be more coming down the pipeline uh, that uh, played under you. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody in Logan. We haven't been back for a while, so it's uh, it's going to be fun this weekend and certainly great to see those two and congratulate them on such a fabulous honor. Hey, thanks, Coach. Appreciate your time today and uh, hope you, you and your family are doing well and uh, enjoy your time in Logan. Thanks, Coach. Okay, thanks, guys. It was fun.